1: My hand, Adam F. Goldberg. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Dude, you're not my dad. Oh, yeah? Then explain this. No! That's impossible! I will never join you! Oh, I see. Your Schwartz has grown. I'm in high school now. Yeah, I was a late bloomer myself.
0: Uh, my, my Ghostbusters photos uh, folder which is nothing but production stills and concept art and everything that I've been accumulating over the past 20-some yeah. years. Uh, yeah,
1: same here. The amount oh, of collectible photos I have for the last, yeah, 25 years. Yeah. Like, I literally have gigs and gigs and gigs of, of photos. Of various things. Interestingly, actually, one popped up the other day. The, I'm on the Facebook Ghostbusters Collectors Worldwide, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And somebody posted a better picture of a box. I found it like six years ago. I found uh, it was on eBay. I missed it, and it was a torn box with one crappy little photo for a real Ghostbusters, I guess, chocolate Easter egg. They made way back when i, I didn't had never know that. seen it funny yeah exactly and this guy actually had a uh either he had it or somebody else put one up for sale and they had good pictures of the box i'm like that's awesome the,
0: what was, that the, was the chocolate Easter egg still
1: intact? No, the egg had oh, been okay. eaten and the box had been folded oh, down. Okay. Sort of thing. Yeah, Because that's, so that's student- why I
0: never... Like the chocolate things or like uh, Dinosaur Dracula's... Uh, the, the donut from 2014. <laughs> like, How did that survive? How did these chocolate eggs... How did those donuts... What,
1: it's uh, Mr. They- Wizard time. Have a <laughs> seat, Timmy. Fun fact. Uh, sugar is... N- under the right circumstances, insane amounts of salt, insane amount of sugar, insane amount of honey. Uh, it's a really good preservative. <laughs> like candied uh, fruit, where they dry it out and it yeah. gets like, little to no water, but all of its uh, sugars come out.
0: But doesn't, I mean, like the, the chocolate eggs become incredibly brittle and they, they turn into oh, they that, will. like, yeah. the,
1: the that's, composition that's degrades. The, that's different than the donut. I'm talking about the donut. Oh, He's the like, donut like, How did, is, how is, did yeah. they get preserved? Krispy Kreme Donut is perfect. It's just glazed in pure sugar. Like <laughs> And that's before they even slap on the extra sugar on top to make right. the cake stay tough. So right. it it just hardens up and shrivels a little bit, but it's I mean that's the
0: crit he posted that photo whatever that was today, yesterday. And it it looks just like when I went to the Krispy Kreme in twenty fourteen to purchase that donut. It looks like it hasn't aged a day, which is quite concerning because I ate like four of those, five of those.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the thing is is don't worry, like I said, it's not it's not a preservative like a bad preservative thing. What you're looking at is sugar so don't get me wrong four, your dentist and your nutritionist will look you in the eye and say four donuts is stupid stupid
0: but delicious but, it's,
1: but delicious but it's not going to kill you right as opposed to as opposed to that McDonald's burger hasn't changed a bit in 10 years
0: also uh, sometimes delicious I'm not going to lie, not I, gonna or, lie. Uh, sometimes you need a Big Mac I, I, I have. I hate to explain, explain it, it.
1: I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay Like when I I barbecue season and I'm making my own burgers or I'm cooking steak or whatever. All good. Um, When I hit like McDonald's or um, I guess as fresh as it gets at the threshold is like going to Dick's Burgers in Seattle.
0: Okay. All right. I don't know uh, dicks but I'll I i am assuming it's like an in and out or like a local chain kind of thing. It's a local way back.
1: Uh, well in and out has kind of branded up, right? But that's the the whole idea is simple and throwback to you know the Yeah the, like you the sixties, seventies era. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fresh ingredients, simple menu, that sort of thing. And it's the local one. It's it's the Bill Gates. Uh, fast food places. Uh, okay. you know, if apparently, rumor has it, if you go to Dick's Burgers, it's not uncommon. I, I don't know, maybe not anymore, but you used to see him. He'd be lying there because he loves the fries and all that. Whatever. Point being that, uh, yeah, made fresh, all good, that's fine. But there is a middle ground of places that make, you know, quote unquote, fresh burgers. I, get, I, I mean, I guess they are. I don't know why I said quote unquote, but there's something about them that my stomach just goes with the no. <laughs> like, I went to Five Guys today. Yeah, mm, Five Guys.
0: Delicious. Steak fries.
1: Didn't, uh, we don't have the steak fries here. They Ooh. just make different fries for some reason. Oh, interesting. Crazy Canadians. Yeah. Crazy Canadians, but it didn't, uh, didn't, didn't do well. There's a local, couple local ones here. I go to them, I'm like, right, these burgers look delicious and fresh. And something about my stomach just goes, nope. interesting. Yeah, so I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, I it's, uh,
0: let's. I mean, McDonald's has got m- ridiculous amounts of preservatives. When you get a uh, sausage McMuffin with egg, you're not getting yeah. real sausage, real eggs. But it's well, good. It's covered in butter and
1: salt. <laughs> See, there you and I have to have a small discussion because the fact of the matter is, is our food laws are slightly different than your uh, food laws. Yeah, we're Americans. Is,
0: we just don't care about that. We don't care about ooh. anything anymore. I don't know if you've been watching the news,
1: but we're just like, <laughs> we just <took> what, <laughs> what ifs? Get rid of this. Throw <laughs> um, the, somehow uh, McDonald's makes it taste the same pretty much everywhere. Although it's not entirely true. When I was in Italy, um, we had a little guy uh, emergency. Uh, food breakdown the snacks weren't were gone and Uh-oh. he needed his chicken nuggets flagging. yeah <clears throat> well at least he can say he ate at the vatican mcdonald's but anyways Ooh. um i was like all right fine i'm a little peckish too i'll just have something simple so i got a drink and a you know just a a, a cheeseburger and yeah their their idea of brioche is a little off compared to, <laughs> to we, it's just strange little things
0: well right? yeah but, it's different
1: but but uh, yeah, you guys, you guys, <laughs> we have rules that if you call something, you know, all beef or egg or whatever, yeah, it has to be, it, and it not even has like be all beef, x, yeah, not even X percent. It's like no, it it, it better be. <laughs> so, uh, you know, down there, it's you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe they changed it everywhere, but remember for the while in the states it was like get yeah, a mcdonald's milkshake and everybody knew there's no milk in it and right. up here it's like you yeah. you better come up with another word because and i said canada may have been the front line of that where it's just referred to as a shake
0: yeah the shake or frosty i think had to be a dessert it was a chocolate dessert exactly. or something like that exactly yeah.
1: now but, what uh, i'm pissed off about thank you for bringing up mcdonald's <laughs> did you guys have the feta tomato wraps morning mick wraps or mcmorning wraps or whatever oh i don't know I don't know. Maybe Mm, we do. You don't go all that often. uh, When I
0: go in the mornings, it's like, give me the McMuffin and and coffee, and I got to go. Yeah.
1: See, up here, and again, for all I know, this may be a Canadian test market thing, but for the last quite some time, uh, I guess it came in when they, uh, in Canada, they rolled out the the all-day breakfast. um, At long last, within the last year, they rolled out the all-day breakfast here in in Canada. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah, thank so God. Good. Yeah. Actually, so yeah, thank God. Because in a pinch, I'd rather eat, you know, an egg than, <laughs> than cram another, you know, greasy burger down my face. Uh, I mean, all things considered. Yeah, I know it's not. It's only marginally better. But, it, you know, in my head. But, um, yeah, they had this thing. It's like they're so they have their breakfast wraps, which are horrendous. It's like, yeah, we're going to take an egg with muffin. OK, we're going to take the English muffin away. All right. Yeah. And then we're going to double it. Okay. Okay. And we're and we're gonna wrap it in in a tortilla, right? Mm. Oh, we're gonna jam hash browns in there too. What? Oh, what are you talking okay. about? Sure.
0: It's so a breakfast burrito. Have, obviously. Yeah, you can
1: have. Yeah. You can have. You can. Well, it's a wrap, meaning yeah. it's not burritoed. It's opened on one end, don't you know? <laughs> uh, anyways, they had this other one called the the feta tomato wrap, which was egg. Uh, lettuce, tomato, feta cheese, and a little bit of some uh, mayo-y type uh, thing in there. I mean, again, cal- calorically, probably not great. No. It's not. No. I mean, is yeah, everything it's not healthy. In...
0: You get the wrap, you think, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm being healthy getting the wrap. No.
1: Everything it's on the McDonald's menu. Doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter what size it is, it falls somewhere between 400 and 600 calories. So, <laughs> At off At least, you yeah. Uh, but but, yeah, it's like as as morning breakfast stuff went, same thing. Tim Hortons was like, have a farmer wrap. I'm like, no, it's the same Tim thing. Hortons. You just jam all that crap into a, a tortilla wrap and say good morning. I was like, I don't want it. No. <laughs> ah. I just <laughs> want a coffee. And it, it was nice. It was eggs and, you know, like I said, tomato. And like it, it and it felt right, too. Like you'd eat it and your body would go, uh, yeah, uh, that's not, it's that's not bad. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, you're stuck on the road and you have one of the other ones. clunk, uh, just like yeah. a lead loaf of but bread. But sometimes in you your need, stomach. like,
0: that's good road trip food. You need the the pancake breakfast from mcdonald's which just sits in your stomach for three whole (laughs) days
1: fair point point. given the option if i have the ability to eat it and i can't when i'm driving the the mcdonald's big breakfast is is a preferred choice of mine yeah yeah even though it's basically a deconstructed uh, egg mcdonald but uh but no my mad i i went the other day i i uh it was my gym day thing i'd stopped twice a week. On the days I was going to the gym, I had to make sure I wasn't being an idiot, meaning I had to make sure I actually ate something that day before I went to the gym.
0: (laughs) Wait, so you stop at McDonald's on your way to the gym?
1: No. In the mornings on the days that I go, I go to the gym later in the day. Okay. okay. So in the morning, well, no, I'm not kidding. Otherwise, I'm having a cup of coffee and then I would just burn through get lost in stuff and if it wasn't gym day i'd go home and that's what would save me i'd go home and i'm like oh my god i'm starving and i have something to eat on gym days yeah i'm interrupting that with i'm gonna lift a bunch of shit and then i'm gonna keel over so yeah uh on days where i was you know rushed or didn't make sure i said i was like okay at a pinch i can pull in i get myself a coffee and i can get this you know this wrap that's not horrendous you know and the usual thing. They're like, I'd like the wrap in the coffee. They're like, would you like the hash browns? No. No, I would not.
0: Would you That's like extra, an extra
1: large fry? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes. But it's mm, like, mm. Would, you, would you like an extra large fries uh, chopped up and compressed into a triangle and <laughs> double the grease? <laughs> no. That's, no, I would not. <laughs> um, so I'd stop at the same one. I had a path to get to work and I'd pull in and I'd get my coffee. and So, you know, over – the last year and a half I've been out here the woman that works there in the morning just recognizes me I'm there I'm there you know once a week or every couple weeks or whatever Mm. so she so I went in and I ordered one day last week and she's like yeah they're discontinuing your favorite I'm like I says (laughs) pardon yeah it's not selling well I'm like I guess it was just me Uh, So feta cheese is
0: a hard sell at a McDonald's probably
1: probably well there's the end of civilization right there we can't Cancel Everybody achieve. complains that Make our fast food healthier McDonald's And then you know corp- Corporate Logic steps in and goes Yeah well we tried and you didn't order yeah. it so Or how they, about, yeah. they
0: make the Cobb salad That's uh, 1400 calories And it's more than a Big Mac <laughs> And you're like come yeah. on guys Come on Anyway, uh, well, welcome to a uh, fast food chat here on the CrossRip. Uh, we we talk
1: a lot of nonsense at the beginning, don't we? It's fine.
0: It's fine. People have come to expect mm. it. I think people tune in and they're like, uh, I tuned in for the Ghostbusters chat, so I'm just going to fast forward until I hear the news ticker thing and then.
1: yeah some Good stuff.
0: Yeah, you're missing out on fun stuff. This is this is our we call it our warm-up, but it's basically just you know Chris and I to be able to chat for a little bit before we get into the news, before we provide our public service. You we'll listen to yes, have something they get to warm-up. talk about anything and everything, and we talk about Ghostbusters and, and fast food and toddlers playing with iPads. But tip of the tongue, tip of the tongue, tip of the tongue, lion face, lion face, lion face. I'm busy, Ben. Uh, all right. So I guess let's get let's get into the news before we get into more Jay and Silent Bob here. Uh, let's let's do some news because there's there's fun stuff uh, here in the news, and then uh, we also have uh, Ghostbusters answered the call chat for issue number five, the conclusion of the series. We actually never got to talk about issue four, so maybe we can kind of join those together and talk about the last two uh, issues. I almost said episodes. It's going to be one of those kind of nights, I guess. But, uh, all right, well, here we go with the news. Hey, guys. Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer.
1: I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to just turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanations. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker.
0: Chris, rejoice. Be be excellent to one another to help uh, promote the... (laughs) Bill and Ted three love that's happening right now, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Rick Moranis is back kind, kind of sort of,
1: Oh, that was a bit of a bait and switch. Let's talk about
0: that. All right. So here's, here's the thing. I, I just watched the episode before we started recording and it's an afterthought. It was, you know how the Goldbergs has their little tag at the end where they usually show like how. Like Adam Goldberg has tied in his family member or his friend or his old teacher or whoever it was into the episode. They usually show that during the credits. Instead, that's where Rick Moranis popped up. But let's talk about how they promoted this about three or four days ago.
1: Fraudulently.
0: Uh, this was this was Rick Moranis's triumphant return from. Uh, uh, retirement. I think that's what the USA yeah. today headline said, uh, um, return to acting, return to acting. Uh, but then I, I quickly saw everybody really backpedal that and start saying things like, well, he's voicing the character that he played in space balls. And uh, I mean, here's the thing. I love Rick Moranis. If he voices a character, that's, that's nose, that nose newsworthy yeah. right out of the gate. Um, but at the same time, this whole, like the, the hype, I know it's sweeps week. I know that it's May sweeps and they're really trying to get everybody to tune in, especially Goldbergs, which is one of those shows that I absolutely adore. I love the Goldbergs, but it's usually on the fringe. It's one of those bubble shows where I don't know if it's coming back next season or not. Um, and I, I think that they kind of did this purposefully and then really botched it by releasing the clip online which ends up being the only appearance of Rick Moranis in the episode, which yeah. we can play that for you guys here in a little bit. But, I mean...
1: <sighs> I, I, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, my gut instinct from this is it got hyped wrong. They tried to correct, and the final thing was is somebody said, you know, if we wait, let people wait until they watch the show, the social media crap about it will just tank any, you know, sweet benefit we're trying to get out of it. And they dumped it to the net fast.
0: I wonder if Uh, that's, yeah, I wonder if that's it. Or I like the other part of me that knows how quickly, especially on TV schedules, they do everything on a weekly basis. So I wonder if, if this was something that Rick Moranis was not originally going to do and then all of a sudden a couple of days ago they got a phone call from him saying, "Okay, yeah, sure, I'll do it." And and they went, "Oh my I god." See, yeah. And and yeah. and they they freaked out and they decided, "Okay, we're going to we're going to voice, we're going to put his voice in there, we're going to redub the scene, we're going to promote that it's Rick Moranis." Oh my god, the episode airs on Wednesday. What are we going to do? And maybe they kind of panicked. Yeah. It was all sort of last minute. That's the only other uh, and and that's that's kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt but my guess is they reached out to Rick Moranis and said we have this idea they never heard back from him they filmed the episode and then he got back to them after they had already filmed the episode and they figured out a way to shoehorn him in that's that's kind of the feeling that I get from it
1: but mm, no? maybe yeah. let's let's discuss. I th- I think and actually I think you're you're quite right I think you're slightly closer than I am um, but there's a couple things we need to factor in. One is, um, <clears throat> show creator, um, uh, Adam. 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 Adam F. Adam, Goldberg. Adam yeah. F. Goldberg, not yeah. to be confused with uh, the, the Hebrew a- Hammer himself. <laughs> right. I love. I love that movie. If you haven't seen it,
0: go watch. Well, and and the best part is the show acknowledges that too. That it's a running joke <laughs> that there's another Adam Goldberg in the Adam school Goldberg. that wants to beat the crap out of him for.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I haven't watched a lot of it, but that makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, but he. Uh, that's how I found out about it. Is he tweeted about it that it, and he was very excited that uh, Rick Moranis and uh, and um, uh, Lord Helmet? What's uh, uh, Dark Helmet. Dark Helmet, thank Dark you. Dark Helmet, yeah.
0: Lord Lord Helmet is uh, the formal They do call him
1: yeah. they do call him you know, Lord Helmet at one point, but yeah, Dark Helmet. Um, <laughs> you'd never know I bought, bought the Blu-ray and watched it like a couple of months <laughs> ago. Um <laughs> God, I'm getting old. I can feel the uh, brains are right. mushing what, I mean, up on we,
0: me. We were talking about kids and technology before you guys tuned <laughs> in here. So,
1: he, anyways, um, so he was excited. So there was a plan afoot. There was stuff coming together, and I don't know if his was tied into the other stuff, but yeah, he 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 was the first out the door to excitedly tell the world that this was happening. He yeah. was more vague, less specific, you know, it, it was less misleading. Let's put it that way. Um, the other thing to take into account is, um, will I remember it? Because I had two points. <laughs> you can do oh, this. Bring him back. On.
0: Dark Helmet, Sh-
1: Adam Goldberg. Should have written it down. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, I think your point's right. Uh, oh, that's what it was do we okay i think what what really got people excited is that this is on the back of him uh agreeing to participate in the uh, sctv thing
0: oh, yeah that's a good point that's a good so point.
1: but we still again don't know what that amounts to right like is it um, a panel
0: discussion are they doing sketches or is is he is actually he
1: just acting ha- yeah is he happily uh, being interviewed for it. Is he going to do some standalones, which will fit in nicely, but it means he doesn't have to leave New York. Oh, so maybe. Like, will he do yeah. some of his, uh, Jerry, um, Jerry Todd, Jerry,
0: it, it, it's sort of like his direct the, to camera addresses that they can the just TV, throw yeah, the the, t- tape. the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. DJ
1: TV guy that he yeah. does. Uh, that stuff doesn't require anything else. Right. He can just do that. Right. Uh, if he wants to. So, I think everybody took that, and when they heard this, they went, "He's in."
0: Yeah, he's. But I, he's back. Th- I, I honestly,
1: I honestly think the plan from the get-go is yeah, we just don't have to show a face. We just put have a great-looking costume and a voice that's close enough. And, I mean, it would be rude not to, so they reach out to him. And, and again, I don't think it was ever really on the table that he was going to say, I will happily come shoot for a day in that stupid sure, oversized shirt. Oh, sure, cover. there's no a way. Man, yeah. A man who has turned down so much stuff because he goes, I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> I can't imagine anything about this would convince him he should put on that oversized well, helmet yeah. and, and, and and if you go back and listen to your,
0: your interview with him he's like I don't want to live out of hotels so that immediately he's not going to fly out to LA yeah. because they they film on the the Sony studios so he's going to have to be at a hotel he'll film yeah. the one day uh, and then uh, it's it's just not in. I mean, doing the voice, it's great. He probably sat in his basement with his, because we know he does ADR and voices for yeah. things like Brother Bear. Um, and yeah, it just feels like that's maybe what happened is from his home studio, he recorded and sent it yeah. in, and he was done.
1: And it's fine, actually. I mean, at the ed- at the end of the day, I'm just sort of nitpicking that I I I, I kind of got excited too, and then when I found out what it was, it was kind of like, all right, well. We'll take it. But there is something strange about watching him voice act this old character on top of somebody who's actually kind of overacting the physicality of it.
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah. And and looks like a kid. It looked like it was a a kid who is roughly the age of... Sean uh, yeah. Gamberini or whatever the, whatever the lead star's name is.
1: Uh, he, uh, not to be confused with F. Gamberini. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh,
0: um,
1: it, it, yeah, it, it didn't, It we know Rick is, is shorter, you know, of, of all the SCTV people and all that. You know, we know he's a shorter guy, but this just didn't quite. Yeah, it's like it popped out and it popped, and the voice uh, is not
0: quite I mean and the voice you kind of give a, a there's a little bit of forgiveness because not only Rick has gotten older but you know the 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 character he hasn't played for uh, <laughs> 25 30 Five years, years something like that yeah so uh, he probably doesn't that's not a, a well practiced uh diction that he's doing um I don't yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it was nice to hear Rick Moranis. I guess that's what, I, like, yeah. that's what it boils down to. It was nice to have him be in the news to uh, watch a TV show where you hear it's him. You can definitely tell that it's him. Yeah. Um. But you know, he's, he's a little, he's a little older. He's a little uh, more gravelly. And uh, you know, the, the, the youth and the vibrance and the, the energy that he had when he portrayed the character uh, for Mel Brooks back in the day is, is not there, which might speak for not doing another Spaceballs movie to be completely honest. Cause when yeah. I was watching that, I was like, Oh, this would kind of be what it's like if they did another, like Bill Pullman's a little older and kind of, you know, gravelly yeah. and rough around the edges. He would be a totally different character. Uh, uh, john, john Rivers his still, a,
1: still a stone cold fox yeah but, uh, she
0: she's like the only one
1: who, <laughs> who yeah, is uh, really john well. candy's passed like like one yeah, well, half of, of the of the hero quartet is gone yeah unfortunately. Uh,
0: it's it would be it's tough it's like making a it's making uh episode uh episode nine without carrie fisher it's like well she was such an integral part of the last two what are they gonna do um so i i don't know yeah. it's It was nice. It was cool. It was gonna be oh that's Rick Moranis. Oh that's nice. Good for him.
1: It's um (laughs) let it be a lesson that everything we love from our childhood won't necessarily work if we invite everybody (laughs) back to do it and maybe we should broaden our minds to alternate attempts.
0: True, true. However, I am still excited about Bill and Ted going back to oh. the reference that we had at the beginning
1: there. I, well, let's, let's be honest of all the casts that could come back to do a movie. Those two are, that's fine. You know, are yeah, fine. That, like, <laughs> they're in good shape. They got the original writers. They've got the, yeah. we
0: just watched galaxy quest, which I adore and that's the yep. best directing choice. So, you know, it's, it can work in certain circumstances. Ghostbusters could work in certain yeah. circumstances
1: well and everybody the ever and again people have popped up and said well oh, but you can't do it because you know it's gonna suck because george carlin's not around it's like yeah george carlin's gone but it's a time travel movie so frankly i'm putting money on they're dealing with a young rufus that meets the right. they're doing the old right. time travel thing of uh movie one was uh them meeting Rufus for the first time, but him meeting them for, he's you know, met them, not the first yeah. time. And then they'll flip it around where they'll no, We know you do. You just don't know us yet. <laughs> That's it. Right. They'll do that. Yeah.
0: Um, he's, he's a teenage kid and he's got to help them. Yeah. But, uh, I think
1: my biggest concern is. about this, not to derail us, but Hey, why not? We're going to pretend we're yes. Have some for a minute. We're gonna uh... talk about other stuff. Take that. <laughs> take that you trio of highly energetic 30 <laughs> somethings too late 20 somethings early 30 somethings I,
0: I yearn for that you know they were talking about <laughs> not being able to go to two conventions in one weekend and i was like i haven't been to a convention in
1: three years <laughs> i went to one i came back nearly dead <laughs> um <laughs> um i and actually you know what alex winter is, seems like a really candy guy every time i hear him talk He's like a really smart producer director. Oh yeah, I mean brain. his
0: documentaries. He's done great ones on the black web and yeah.
1: Yeah, I ha- I think he'll be okay at it, but I think he'll have to spend. Darby. They'll all have to spend a lot of time fending off uh, the cavalcade of rock uh, notables that will want to. Make appearances in this. Do oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Oh, my God. The, the
0: soundtrack lineup. is going to be amazing.
1: Yeah. The soundtrack will be amazing, and that'll be actually a good fallback position. But the lineup has started for if you got any scene I can be in, that'd be awesome. I'll do it for free, <laughs> man. Um,. <coughs> because uh, they did that in the second one didn't they
0: yeah yeah the lead singer of faith no more is in the very no first scene yeah, and he's, he's the guy that yell station he's,
1: <laughs> like, is it, he's on the council of uh the, the future council city yeah, yeah. they're introducing the yeah the
0: mike pat what's his name mike pat <sighs> yeah, but God. yeah he, he shows up yell station at all the kids and
1: yeah it's awesome but <laughs> <clears throat> hey uh what's the uh the uh ghostbusters uh overlap What's the What's the link? What's the six degrees of Slimer?
0: Six degrees of Slimer. Let's see. That was uh, a hint, by
1: the way. That wasn't just a clever reference. That was a hint.
0: Did Steve Johnson
1: do Station? Possibly. Now that I think about it, there may be multiples, like with the effects. But more upfront than that, I uh, – oh, shoot. I should have double-checked because now I'm doubting myself. But I seem to recall because uh, he does everything. Uh, wasn't Station, Mr. Frank Walker?
0: Oh, Oh, you're absolutely right. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's definitely a Frank Welker voice to the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so. I mean, there's, there's actually a couple now that I think about it because, uh, production designer. No, that was David Snyder for the second one, but who did the first one? I don't know. Well, pff, this is all impromptu. We should have,
1: I should have researched this. <laughs> we'll steer back on. Anyway. All right. right. We'll, we'll get Anyways. back to Ghostbusters. So yeah. That's.
0: Because we'll stick to it. We can do this. Mm. We can talk Ghostbusters. There's all right. So let's talk about. There's quite a bit
1: to talk uh, about. There's quite a bit.
0: So how about Ridiculous Rides? Because that was fun. Um, it's a Facebook Watch show. I didn't know about Facebook Watch until the Bill Murray, uh, baseball show. Um, right. So this is this is now something that's popped up on my radar. But, uh, Ridiculous Rides is uh exactly what it says. It's it focuses on people that have these crazy cars. And uh, sure enough, this past week, they had a fan and their Ectomobile as the focus with great footage of them screaming out of the hook and ladder number eight, presumably before the restoration, because it's open and the facade is kind of still looking dingy and the doors are still the old doors. And so they must have sat on on this for a while for yeah a year or so. Um, But so Lauren Baldwin, who his name was familiar to me. And then I realized because he's the guy that gets all of the ink about his Ectomobile and I, he must have a good publicist. I don't know why he's always the one who, uh, shows up on USA today and daily mail and a few other places. But so he's the focus of this and his replica. He drove out to New York city, uh, drove out of the Bay doors, uh, screamed around the corner, just like they did in the movie. Uh, very cool. Uh, wish fulfillment. Absolutely. um, And it's it's a fun like five minute piece six minute piece, but in the middle of there's a there's a woman who goes nuts, and I don't know it it feels like it's staged. I'm hoping it's staged because she loses her shit. I mean she is just like the car pulls up. And it's like Ed McMahon is walking up with a giant check and the hot air balloon or the the mylar balloons, you know, to tell her she won the Publishers Clearinghouse because she is going crazy. Yes, we're all we're fans. Obviously, we are uh, almost two hundred episodes into a Ghostbusters podcast here, so we're 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 big fans. <laughs> I don't know that my reaction would be. I have I. Every time that I see the actual ectomobile, the screen used ectomobile, and it's it's quite frequently now. I'm spoiled, but I, I, it's reverence. It's like, oh my god, that is the real car. Like that is that's that's the car. Yeah. I, I, I never want to fall to my knees. I mean, I, everybody has a different. I don't know. It's it just it felt really staged. It felt really hokey. I saw that and I was like, oh, it's just. It's showing fanboys in a terrible light, you know, and I mean, fangirl obviously, but this is the kind of crazy. She's wearing like the Kenner ecto goggles too, which makes it even worse because you kind of feel bad. You're like, oh no.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a kind of a giveaway right there because when people come visit the fire hall, they're either way low key, or they're completely over the top.
0: Yeah, or like they
1: either come full uniform, or they come you know wearing their shirt just right. to fly the colors right. and let people know. Maybe they you know the 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 goggles. People they don't wear accessories so much. They may have an accessory, like they pull out you know the the a PKE meter or something like that. Like yeah, but,
0: yeah, like one of the Kenner PKE meters. But yeah.
1: Uh, or the, you know, the, mete- the, 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 oh, yeah the Maddie collector one, yeah, the Maddie collector, things like that. But yeah, it's either one or the other, you're either, you're either there to just kind of bask in it or to just completely worship it. Not, not freaking out, but like <laughs> you are wearing the full raiments of, you know, the jumpsuit and the, you know, you probably, if you can, you got to pack with you and all this sort of thing. It's, to yeah, just, I don't know. But we're cynical. I mean, the, we're, you're yeah, right. It does we're cynical. The whole thing kind of feels like a, like a producer. We need some, we need some TV magic. And it's it's, like, it's no.
0: exactly, it's that's it. It screams of any reality show where you watch, where they renovate somebody's house or the trading spaces yeah. where they redo the living room or something like that. And they do the big reveal, like, okay, on three, open your eyes. One, two, three. And the reaction is never genuine. It's always like, Oh oh my God. And the tears. And they're like, they gave you a new couch guys. Come on. Really? That's how this felt. And so, I mean, I was enjoying the piece. They were talking about the restoration. They have these great photos of, of the, the body. Like they basically, he basically bought a body on a chassis that, that had nothing on it. He had to buy all of the parts. He had to completely restore
1: the body. (laughs) Um and, and <laughs> What's the what's the most expensive way to make a replica? That way that
0: way, to basically build it from the ground up. And they do mention that, that he's he estimates that he spent over a hundred grand on this car in total, which and it looks like it. I mean the car looks wonderful. It looks like it's in great shape and uh, and, and obviously runs really well because they show it uh, in motion, which I can't say for the the screen used car, which breaks down after they drive it, you know, two, three blocks, because it's just it's it's seen better days, guys, that poor car. Yeah. But
1: it, so, well, now is he where is he from?
0: Lauren, I'm not exactly sure. It's, I, I don't know if he's one of the, cause it's funny. The Colorado guys, the Colorado movie movie car, uh, guys, and I'm sorry, I'm blanking on their names. I love you guys. I can't remember your names for the life of me though. But, uh, they're in the show too. And I think they went on this journey with him, but I don't think Lauren's oh, from Colorado.
1: Like Boomer Jinx in them. Or? Yeah. Yeah. It's not Boomer Jinx. He was there? It's, it's one of the
0: other guys.
1: Yeah. Um, but, okay.
0: uh, so I, I, I'm not quite sure. And I don't recognize the license plates either that are on the car. Oh. So, uh, so Lauren, if you're out there and you're listening, uh, sorry, man, uh, we, we need to know you. I, it would be good to, uh, cross paths at some point here, but
1: getting to know you, getting to know all about, I lay in a bed of the ecto siren. <laughs> <a> new- <laughs> 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 it sounds like our <laughs> singing,
0: um, but, or, uh, or,
1: or, we, uh, auto tuning. That's yeah.
0: who has an auto tuned to the ecto siren i mean that's that's
1: got to be a thing right i do one a week i'm like i'm like the they might be giants if you call my 1-800 number i'll have a <laughs> a new auto-tuned uh ecto song for right. you
0: every day we're gonna take you up on that <laughs> um all right well here we'll, we'll play a small clip from this uh, go check out the whole thing it's on facebook uh, and we'll we'll post a link uh, in social media but here's Here's a little clip of Lauren talking about the restoration, which is, is a little bit of fun. Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters is one of the most iconic vehicles in cinema history.
1: You've not seen any ghosts? And today, Lauren Baldwin is taking his exact replica of the car to Hook and Ladder 8 in New York, the fire station that featured in the movie.
0: When they said they were coming to the firehouse first thing in the morning, I was like, what time?
1: I'll be there. <laughs> This is a exact replica of the Ecto-1 from the movie Ghostbusters. I've owned it for about six and a half years now. It is a 1959 Miller Meteor Futura Duplex.
0: I actually had been searching for eight years to find the car, and I'd given up. I was like, I'm never gonna find this car. Then six months later, I find it on accident looking for another car. I immediately called the owner and was like, here's money right now, take it. It was originally just a bare body. Uh, It had been disassembled by the previous owner and it was going through a restoration.
1: The car cost him $2,500 and the conversion process was a true labor of love.
0: It took two years to collect all the parts and six months to put it all together. It's like a jigsaw puzzle without instructions.
1: Lauren spent around $20,000 on the conversion but estimates the actual cost would have been over $100,000 if he hadn't managed to persuade local fabricating shops to make him some parts in return for a promotion when he shows
0: the car in public. The role that I played in the building process was mainly doing some of the body work, we did a lot of the prep work uh, just in his barn. Lauren's passion for the Ecto-1 came basically from the movie, having the toys growing up, he just took It one
1: step further than everyone else and said, I'm gonna make the big boy toys.
0: Let's <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, one, one final thing here before we get into our Ghostbusters answer the call conversation, Chris. Um, this is a TV Overminds article, which was a, a new uh blog site to me, but you you had posted this to Proton Charging, and I i read this and I thought, speaking of cynical people, these guys. They are cynical people. Uh, so whoever wrote the article, I, I should have written their name in the, the rundown here. I don't have it handy, but they did an article. Um, something or other. I didn't know something. Uh, wrote this article on why Ecto Cooler was discontinued. And so you you click on it and you think, oh my goodness, it's going to talk about like in 1987, 88. There were a lot of product tie-ins. There were a, a whole lot of, um, there was a lot of scrutinization about what they were selling to kids and how they were selling yep. things to kids. So places like high C and Kool-Aid and they were having to take all these cartoon characters off of their, their drinks. I thought it was going to be a big expose on that. No, it's actually focused on the reboot of Ecto Cooler, if we can call it that the 2016 resurrection of Ecto Cooler to coin a, a popular phrase, high resurrection Ecto Cooler. Um, so and and he says, uh, you know, uh, ecto cooler was discontinued because the movie didn't do well. The fans didn't buy the ecto cooler. It just seemed like it was a gimmick, and and it just disappeared. And and but I love ecto cooler. It's really good. I think they should make it a seasonal thing. And uh, I'm cashing uh, yeah. in my check for however many quotas I have to fill on this blog today. So uh, it 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 was promising. It sounded like it was going to be a whole lot of fun in in terms of uh, t- you know, TV overmind. I thought they were going to overmind it, and and they really, they really didn't. They didn't even talk about TV in the first place. They kind of alluded no. to the fact like, well, this is the second time Ecto Cooler has come out, and that was yeah. as far as they got.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the headline was intriguing, and it was intriguing because I was like, well, I'd like to see your point here because we all know that Ecto Cooler originally – Ran well past any real 90, official tie to the movie, right? So, uh,
0: when did it finally disappear?
1: 91? 91 or something like that? Yeah. yeah, so like two or three years after the maybe even later, now that I think about it, I think we may have lowballed it, but uh, because I seem to recall that there was still the occasional one coming off the shelves, Dinosaur Dracula himself, or the x entertainment guys were still finding yeah, them like later the, on. the
0: 24 ounce cans or whatever too they just kept popping yeah. up and you'd be like oh they're still making ecto Cooler. that's awesome i didn't i didn't know that uh, right on. was
1: it x entertainment that that bought what was kind of like the, the last <laughs> instance of the like the name had come off but it was essentially the same it flavor like,
0: yeah orange uh, lava burst or whatever it was yeah but uh, when yeah.
1: they rang it up the you the upc code hadn't changed yeah. over yet yeah, and the it grocery store up still as Ecto called cooler. it Ecto
0: cooler yeah
1: stuff like that and, yeah. and no and turned in it was just this wishy-washy thing and i mean I'm, i don't want to be mean to the guy but it was just i posted it around because i was like well it's great that he's talking about it but man this is just one was like um like on the one hand it was like uh yeah i, th- I think everybody bought it because it was just not because it really was worth it, but because it was nostalgia. And then went on to say, and I don't know why Ghostbusters, because there was like five or six other things that are bigger that say you know, their product should have been revived first. And it's like, so you condemn nostalgia on the one hand, and then complain that other things, you know, didn't get the nostalgia treatment. Like it's like, what, yeah. what are you arguing? Well,
0: and and his his direct quote that I put here in in the rundown that I was kind of I was like, what? I don't think I have a differing opinion, sir. He said, uh, fans barely bought it when it was back on shelves. It was impossible to find. It was so hard to find.
1: The minute I posted it, people were like, well, that's crap because if I could have found it, I would have bought all of it. And to that point, the minute it showed up, like here's what, again, this is how like he just kind of missed the boat or, you know, wasn't really like, wasn't really paying attention the same way we were paying attention is no mention of the fact that um, an impromptu reporting site came together. If you saw it, people would report it, so everybody else in the area could run and get right. it. Sort of. Yeah. Thing. He was Absolutely. like, "Yeah, no, they just didn't buy it." It's like, "Oh no!" When they found it, they cleaned you, it out.
0: Yeah. There were people on social media that, when it would go up on Amazon Prime Now, there would be alerts. Like there was, you, you would yeah. get a notification on your phone. Yeah. Where to go uh, get it? It was a big deal, and and yes, granted, I was, I it was showed so up at big lots and these big like overseller, you know, discount stores. But it was because maybe they had uh, an abundance of stock in one place where they weren't able to get it out in time or something. But you yeah,
1: know. something there was obviously something behind the scenes that just didn't click. Uh, and you and I both know that you know they make they make stock and stores order in and then when it's gone if they don't order more and of course this was supposed to be a limited run of stuff so right. were the you know were the pieces disconnected so was the sales guy even like was the sales sales guy saying it's yeah it's coming in it's going to be cool we'll cut you a deal here get some they order it in they sell it out and he doesn't bother to say are you going to get more or whatever meanwhile you know the the production has stuff you know piled up sitting at which in point, a warehouse which yeah. at a point somebody goes well we got to get rid of it so they dump it like that's just when it shows up that's exactly what happened was <laughs>
0: yeah or which, or it we, was sitting in some Amazon because Amazon had limited you could buy one pallet at a time or one case at a time not a pallet but um, and and yeah.
1: the thing that whole point about uh, it failed because the movie failed is like sir <laughs> the movie could have been slimer farting at the camera <laughs> for 90 minutes and and then everybody would have went nuts still buying up ecto cooler because everybody wanted ecto it's cooler. ecto cooler yeah i mean they you definitely you came down wanted here it and
0: i i had ecto cooler waiting for you because it was tough to find yeah. up there in canada and the yeah.
1: difference the, the small difference would have been somebody said open it make sure it's not full of farts okay great <laughs> then we'll buy it excellent no, well, I'll take everything you got. How much have you got?
0: Ghostbusters, full of farts, coming summer of
1: 2019.
0: <laughs> that's that's our Ghostbusters day announcement. That's okay, going. all I didn't right.
1: We you had your license.
0: Uh, 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 all Slimer all the time, but so I, I don't know. I mean, it's again like you said, it's it kind of goes back to the Rick Moranis uh, thing, and and maybe it's a good bookend for our news segment here. But it's nice to hear Ecto Cooler being spoken of in mainstream mm. or I don't even know if I could call those mainstream uh media but you know out there the common folk the ordinary people talking about Ecto Cooler yeah um and and that that just means it's still it's still fresh in everybody's minds I think yeah. you know after you know the the anniversary in 2019 whatever comes up with the, the animated movie, the live action movie, Ecto force, whatever it's going to be. Um, you know, it's people love Ghostbusters and they will always love ghosts. I mean, if you go back and listen to Ray and Ernie's, uh, podcast, which was it, Daniel, somebody on our Facebook page was, was quick to point out, like, I feel bad for them. Like, I feel like this, this franchise has not treated them well. Um, but if mm. you go, if you listen to that interview in full, th- these guys know that they were a part of something and they're very respectful and very, uh, cognizant of the fact that they are blessed by the fact to have been a part of it. Um, even if, you know, poor Ernie Hudson, uh, was gifted that t-shirt that had two rays on it and Winston wasn't even on there and he goes, well, come on, man, I, I'm not even on this t-shirt and you gave me this as a gift. Like that's just, it's, it's insulting. Um, <laughs> that's
1: doubly insulting. Cause we warned everybody about We that really shirt, did. So, uh,
0: but those, Again, the the Zed Moore shirt that you uh, made for me was was wonderful. But um, I should print one
1: up and send it, to Ernie. I really should. You actually, you should.
0: I feel like I, if if we ever see Ernie somewhere, I want to make sure that I'm wearing that shirt so that we can point that <laughs> out and be like, ah, ah, <laughs> uh? ah. Um, but uh, wink, so yeah, security. <laughs> it's like get these stalkers away from me. Uh yeah, I just I f- I feel like the fact that people talk about it, the fact that it it still continues to thrive, the fact that we are almost uh you know uh, f- 3 4 years into a podcast run here, it's just it's uh it's it's a lot of fun. So uh keep keep ghostbusters alive even if you are cynical about it and even if you think it was discontinued because the movie was bad, Ecto Cooler guy. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, uh, so hey, speaking of the movie that was so bad that nobody wanted to watch, let's talk about the comic book that's based on the movie.
1: <laughs>
0: so uh, here we're going to, for those of you that are trying to remain spoiler free on, on Answer the Call, uh, we'll see you guys next week. This is where you can hop off of the train, but uh, leave. yeah, leave Go. now. Uh, we won't. F- we, that's fine. Come back and, and listen after you guys have, have read the the issues, but uh, we're You're still be- here. <laughs>
1: the
0: Go. podcast's over. It's Go over. home. Go home. Uh, I'll put a little bit of music here uh, for you guys to just just uh, some some playoff music. Some uh, oh, some Play some con-
1: uh, some wild stallions.
0: <laughs>
1: no, I'm not kidding. Do it. All Do
0: right. It. Well, God, God gave rock and roll to you. Coming up. On that Take note
1: that. yes have some <laughs> <laughs> guys i really want to talk about uh, the stand
0: let's just talk about some Stephen King. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> all
1: right make a note april fool's day next year we actually put out an episode that's called like do i <laughs> and we'll just talk we'll about <laughs> two hours we'll
0: just talk whatever we'll have we'll have our uh We can't do their budgeting thing here because we're trying to avoid the expletive. uh,
1: We roast the ones we love.
0: It's true. It's very true. I love those guys. I'm I'm actually, I hate commuting, but I'm so glad that I have a commute again uh, to listen to Yes Have Some. To listen to them, yes. So yes, uh, listen to those guys. They talked uh, at length about Bill and Ted and Solo and a bunch of stuff that they usually do. Um, But all right, let's talk about Answer the Call, issue four and five, Chris, because you and I never talked four. We we talked when you got back a from bit. from Italy. We were just like, oh, it came out. It was uh, whatever. Um, so that was about as far as we went. But
1: I, I would like to go on the record. I believe it's your fault because even though I was in Italy, I downloaded. You the downloaded IDW and digital. read
0: it, and I did not have a chance. You to
1: You did it. Yes, not. Yes. Uh, but I'm. And calling. then we got busy and we put it on aside. Yeah. And now now we can talk about it.
0: And it makes sense because uh, especially with answer the call, you know, when, when we talk about the IDW comics and it's the, the Burnham Shoning Delgado, uh, waltz run that usually we always talk about, well, it's a slow burn, uh, in this issue, they're really just setting up what's going to happen in the next issue. And we get a lot of character development here, which is nice. And we, and it's, it's a different pace. Answer the call was just sort of like, go, 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 go. And there's a lot of stuff that happens off camera. To yep. to the point where when I read issue five I was like oh that that's it we're we're done
1: oh that was yeah that was easy I don't I don't mean this in a bad way but I'm glad you brought this up uh, I never would have said it prior to now because um, uh, everybody you know the the individual uh, sales issue sales is is kind of a big deal so everybody should yeah. but having read it now I think if I when when I get around to rereading it. I'll be happy that I'm rereading the trade paperback because each individual issue blew by so quick, and it's not like it was downsized or unusually small or something. It was typically sized. It's just stuff was moving along so fast that it just like it felt like you know it was over in a blink of an eye, and I kind of I want the next one. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Things were moving at such a such a clip that. You know, they the whole for the last four issues they've been setting up that they have to find a way to defeat Kruger and they can't do it in the real world. They have to do it on his terms or at least weaken him on his terms so that they can get him back into the real world and trap him. And and so you knew that this big confrontation was going to occur. And then in issue four like issue f- there's a lot of it's it issue four is so dialogue heavy which is not a bad thing yes. and there's a lot no. of gold in there because there's yes uh f- for speaking of yes have some i love to poke fun because they always make fun <laughs> of the soup thing from answer the call like they are fixated on the soup thing um but they they delve into why why is abby fixated on soup like why does she have this yeah uh, th- uh, where Every time she has to come up with something, it's always soup. Well, it's a memory that Holtzman has implanted in her as an experimentation. That's funny. I love that. That's, That's funny. the gold <laughs> that comes out.
1: And um, the uh, I th- there were some people that were kind of poo pooing the the their pre Ghostbusters life uh, overlap. Yeah, at the and
0: I I may be among those people, but yeah, sorry. No, go but ahead.
1: but here, but here's here's my argument. We forgive the first Ghostbusters the fact that right there they say, yeah, we're about to cross some nuclear streams that will <laughs> statistically implode the universe. Hey, it didn't. All right, then. yay! yay. Yeah. And everybody goes, great. So in this one, we come up with this fact that characters that, and frankly, we may never get to find out more about their early life sort of thing. They they have this, and to be honest, it's not even important like improbable. It's not like they, they then had pizza and a party. Like they literally ended up at the same place for wildly different reasons. Right, right. Had a nice little uh Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead interaction, right? Like yeah. the actions of Holtzman, you know, you know, scared, you know, Gilbert and, and, and all that you know what I mean? Like they all and then they all had their moment and they went their separate ways. They freaked out and left sort of thing. And it's like that is so way less you know Deus Ex Machina. Then this will probably kill us. Hey, it didn't, right? Like, yeah. So
0: and and it's it, it did come up. I remember in in the eighty-eight miles per hour the Legion series. You know they had this whole. Uh, I think it was on, the Ghostbusters dot net message boards at that point. I can't I can't remember. Maybe it was on GB fans uh, back at that point too. But there was a whole discussion about Draver Haven, who was the the unknown Ghostbuster who was part of the crew back when they were younger students and maybe didn't quite fit in and became the outcast. And then here he becomes the the, the villain. And it's, I thought it was a a wonderful device. I thought it worked really well, but then there is that sort of convenience. Like, well, why was he never mentioned before? Why was this never a thing? And then, so you, they devise this, this, the scenario in the fourth issue where they're at the house where there's an explosion, they all remember the explosion. So it becomes the shared memory. That is the, the linchpin for defeating Kruger, um, which is nice. And it's, it's uh, it works really well, but then you're like, well, all three wait, but Holtzman didn't know them as kids. That, that doesn't make sense. Holtzman, how was Holtzman there? And, and, and uh, Patty was there too. And, I don't know. It just, it's a little too convenient. It's a little too like Anakin Skywalker built C-3PO. What? What the
1: hell? Maybe a little bit, although they kept it age appropriate. They were all, they were all attending different schools and in different, uh, grades at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Patty is obviously the high school student to their grade school kids and all that. The other thing too, is that this is a comic and, Uh, there's a a little it's a little tough for people to rectify in their heads stuff that's based on movies too because in on the one hand you're kind of like treating it like it's canon to the movie but quite often they're they're kind of not as well right right? so in this case it kind of is because we're not going to get much else but at the same time it's just it's just a comic and you know Comics, you know, where we get the the slightly derogatory term of retconning and all that, right? Like, the number of times stuff has been looped, poor Power Girl, the number of times (laughs) she's been explained in the DC universe, right, just to make a story work and be a little fresh and a little new makes your head spin. But you kind of just have to go, unless it's ridiculously, you know, improbable. You know, that it makes no sense. And this one this one wasn't. This was just one of those it's coincid- highly coincidental, but for the purposes of the story. But it works we're for the great. story. Yeah, it
0: does. And, and
1: and it's not like it was it was done with no payment either. We not only got it, but it, it gave us a look at Patty in high school. It gave us a look at at uh, at, at uh, you know Holtzman, you know, the kind of loner outlier. Uh, nerd genius yeah. Holtzman. We got to yeah. see the, you know, the best friends and, in, you know, stuff that was only kind of touched on in, uh, Andrew Schaefer's book and all that. Right. Like it's just, we don't have a lot of that. So there is room to move into it. And like I said, yeah, it's highly coincidental, but. It works.
0: And again, because things are moving so quickly, because what I did before I read issue five is I reread four because I, 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 I and oh, I, and maybe,
1: now you're doing your homework
0: well, Now I'm doing my homework. Well, and, and part of the reason was when I got four after you and I talked about it, uh, or, or when, uh, we were going to talk about it for the show. And maybe that's why I kind of glossed over it. I was just kind of, I, I was on the fence. I didn't really like issue four. I felt like really, I mean, I felt like there was so much, they were moving so fast in one through three and they've set up this wonderful opportunity in comic book storytelling, to show their deepest fears, their darkest fears. They can actually, they're, they're inside their own heads. And again, in issue five, that's, that's my one complaint about issue five is, okay. Abby hates clowns. Uh, she goes into this world where everybody looks like clowns. Oh, thank God we got out of there. Wait, what? No. Oh, there's gotta be more there. There has to be more there. Um, you know, uh, Holtzman is afraid of, of failing. So she, she thinks that her, device has failed her and but it's it's one page and then on to the next page and she's she's out of it you know it's like well that's yeah that's such a wonderful character building moment that we can can explore there and again i know they only have five issues so they're very limited in their 22 pages that that, of what they can tell but after issue four i was like well you could have spent all of this time with each of these characters Mm -hmm. if you would have budgeted just a little bit less to this concocted backstory for, for a device. They, I mean, they Kruger, they, they beat in like three pages. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's so simple to beat Kruger.
1: It it could have worked a little bit better if they'd given them three more issues. If this was an eight, eight issue. Yeah. give,
0: Give each one of the characters a full issue to be inside their heads. And we see Aaron because they've done, they've done a wonderful job, They take what IDW has already done and they can continue to build on it because, you know, Aaron is very different from Abby now. Like those two characters, one of the biggest concerns that I heard from people or critiques uh, that I heard from people of the movie was all these characters are interchangeable. Like Abby and Aaron are basically the same character. Abby's kind of this annoying, uh, just she's sort of the the mom of the, the group that is just pestering people. And well no that they've changed things or, or expanded upon things in the comics where, yeah, Aaron is kind of a, a do gooder and she wants to wear her little bow tie, uh, suit and she doesn't swear, which comes up in the fifth issue yeah. that, you know, she swears and everybody's like, Oh my God.
1: Whoa. Who are you? Holtzman, Holtzman deserves uh, an F bomb. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, so you know, it's uh, it it they they are doing great character development work, and I think if they did have an ongoing series or they had a few more issues to breathe, you know, my, a lot of my concerns would probably be alleviated. But yeah, it just the whole th- it just felt very rushed. Everything just felt very rushed, both yeah. in the storytelling and in you know, I, I I hate to keep knocking the art because Corin did just knocked it out of the park, and it becomes like this weird sort of Evan Dorkin stylized art by issue five. So I think she's still finding that voice within, uh, the series, but you know, there, I think issue three was probably the worst offender where it was like, it just looked like they hurried through it. It was just like, "Uh, I don't want to draw the no ghost logo. There's just a circle and here's this. And so, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: (sighs) I'm going to take a breath. I just, I, when we talk about the waveforms coming through for editing and I, I just created a wall there and I'm sorry, but I, I just, I, I, I want to see these characters continue much like what we talked about last week with Paul Feig wanting to see a sequel. I want to see more. I want to see where they go and where they've been.
1: If, if there's anyone complaining about the series, it's not that they were, serviced badly. It was that they were under serviced. They just,
0: yeah, that's a good way of putting it, that it was five issues, but it was four issues too short. Like yes, a, it was, a, it was great. 10 what we, what we
1: got great. was great. It just needed, you know, a little extra room. To expand out and breathe. Um,
0: and I don't know, I haven't been tracking the sales on it. I don't know how it's doing, but ha- have you seen, I'm wondering if they'll continue, if they will do more or if it's just sort of,
1: this is a five and done. It's well, I mean, it's been out for the last bunch of months and it's been such busy months that I haven't gone looking to be honest. Yeah. well, um, I know
0: Kelly, Kelly Thompson has moved on. I think she's Marvel exclusive now. So I don't know if... Mm if she would be able to return anyway, if they decided to do more, but, um, and it's quite possible with crossing over who knows what's going to happen there. Maybe those characters will, will intertwine once again and they can figure out ways to to do that. But maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I just, I, I, there was such great potential there. There was so, I mean, Kruger here's a, it's, it's definitely a Freddy Kruger allegory uh, right down to the name, obviously. Um, so again, you know, here's, here's an opportunity to what are their deepest, darkest fears? And that's what they have to face. It's not a ghost that they can just, you know, zap with a proton stream and be done with it. Um, that's, that's a lot of fun. It's like a, was it displaced aggression where uh, each one of them was in a different time period and they had to work their way through different things, but they were kind of catered to each one of the personalities of the ghostbusters and right. Uh, just a fun to see those individuals on their own. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I need to go back and like you said, reread it one through five in one sitting and, and get that complete story. But, uh,
1: so ghostbusters answer the call issue three, which was on sale in February. Sold forty one hundred copies.
0: Oh that's not. I mean, that's not bad.
1: These yeah. Compared, yeah. So, for example, uh, there's a. It just says Batman, so it's one of the regular run Batmans. That was forty one hundred. I mean, like the days of hundreds of thousands of copies of a title is over. Yeah. So don't don't let anybody tell you that you know that that you know tanks because uh, Archie. You know, just a little over four grand. Um,
0: what does that include? Digital sales as well? Probably not, right? That's that's probably just the hard no, copy. I think floppies. That's still
1: ju- yeah, that's just the the print yeah. stuff. Uh, Scooby Doo. That's a big name, popular with kids. Thirty eight hundred. Um yeah. Avengers. Uh, Avengers six seventy eight. Is that issue six seventy eight? Yeah, right before that. the reset. Yeah. Yeah. Iss- issue six seventy uh, eight. Thirty eight hundred. Copies, um, hmm. yeah. So it's, it's Avengers doing six seven seven, well. which was the same thirty five hundred. Yeah, no. So it's it's solid sales that put it at. Oh, well, I mean, this is a, quite a long list here. So let's put it this way: by comparison, that put it in the three hundreds. Man, I didn't realize there were so many out in in even given month. No wonder the industry having trouble. So much well <laughs> really wealth. Uh.
0: Um,
1: Rogan Gambit is in at hundred. They're 22,000. So, I mean, it's okay, not like so it's a massive they're in,
0: Yeah, good company still.
1: So, top of the list, well, just to, to make it easy here, uh, position three and four is Batman issue 40 and 41. They are 95.5 and, and 94,000. Okay, all right. Literally only number one, which is Dark Knight's Rising, the Wild Hunt number one, which is a number one. That's yeah. another thing to factor in there. It cracked. Hundred thousand. The days of the three hundred thousand. <laughs> as as uh, as uh, one of my uh, partners at the company likes to point out, um, U.S. One, if anybody remembers the the truck driving. Oh uh, yeah. Comic hero. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, oh it was God. canceled because it was only selling three hundred thousand copies. Right. The time. So they went. That sucks. You're cut. Uh, Batman is selling a hundred thousand and it puts it in number one.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why the comic shops are having a tough time. I mean, the, the the numbers aren't there anymore, but again, like you were just saying, there's such a, it's, there are so many books out now. There are so many publishers there. The days of it being Archie, Marvel, DC, uh, and then kind of the outliers like dark horse and now comics or, you know, back in 86, 87, you didn't have as many books to choose from. And now you have all these different publishers, all of these digital uh, outlets that you can, can uh, read from. And yeah, it's, it's tough,
1: but interesting uh, tack on here is there's a listing for, let me just double check to make sure I'm not. uh, Yeah. Graphic novel sales. So these are done a little differently because it's obviously graphic novels can keep selling into multiple months. Uh, TMNT Ghostbusters Volume 2. So the second encounter of them, the most recent one, in its trade paperback form, dropped from 108 position the previous month to 123, and I think it only came out trade paperback-wise around that time. But for the month of February, 703 copies. Like it's just not the market that we seem to remember in our heads yeah. it's a different animal these days so and it's,
0: that's nothing to bat an eyelash at that's
1: 700 copies no. of yeah. and it'll sell more yeah. like i mean in its lifetime it'll sell you know tens of thousands of copies and we'll just and it's TMT and ghostbusters so it's gonna keep selling yeah. for oh, years
0: and, and i think that's why ghostbusters <clears throat> is usually a good seller because it has that brand recognition too you've yeah, you go into the comic shop with your kids. Oh, Ghostbusters! Yeah, pick that up. You know, they may not be following any of these series, but they see that and they they grab it off the shelf. But um, yeah, trade paperbacks very yeah. self
1: contained too. So, oh, there's three listings in March. Let's see what we got here. March sales. I'm using Comicron for anybody who's uh, interested here. C o m i c h r o n dot They keep track of. <coughs> oh, pardon me. Got dry mouth there for a second. Oh no, dry throat. Oh, no. Ghostbusters Crossing Over, issue number one, uh, came in at uh, 232, 6,100 copies. 61? And, and you said
0: Answer the Call was 41, somewhere around there?
1: Yeah, 4,100. Okay. So hang on, there's, oh, I say units and dollars. Uh I see what that second. I'm trying to figure out what that second column is. So, it, uh, what was the next one here? The annual, uh, two ninety, at four copies over four thousand.
0: Oh, well, I've, again, that's that's impressive.
1: And just a couple underneath it at position two nine two. Answer the call number four uh, just a shade under four thousand copies, so it's right. consistent. Yeah, That's it's consistent, and it's
0: selling well with the other titles in in the series. So yeah, maybe there will be more. Answer the call. I hope. I hope there is. I hope you know that there are. Yeah. Uh, other creative teams that can come in and 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 pitch a few stories or a few uh, miniseries or even an ongoing or, you know, I, I just I hope that those characters yeah. get a chance to keep going. But.
1: Well, I mean, if the annual tells us anything, it's there is a solid um, market for a self-contained morsel of stories.
0: Yeah. Or do, do a graphic novel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, January started with Answer to the Call number two. I'm just trying to figure out what number one brought in. So Answer the Call number two brought in... Why do you have a star next to you? Uh, 4,500. Now, I wonder if the star means... For a second printing or something? Yeah. Possibly. Let me go see here. Hello, 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 hello. There we go. Hello. Uh, Items marked with asterisks had their reported orders reduced by 10% due to returnability. Uh, Uh, Interesting. So one probably had a good start and then there was a drop in. That makes sense for a number two. Um, I don't know if it happens all the time, but
0: they ordered the same amount of issues for number one and then they were able to return
1: for number two and they X were able amount. to return, yeah. uh, uh, 10%. Yeah. Uh, yeah but again, 4,000. So there's a consistency there. If nothing else, it means IDW knows exactly what they can do. Like it's a spreadsheet now they know yeah. what they can, what they can target and sell. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: I mean that's, that's good news. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's constantly competitive at least with the other ghostbusters titles and we know the ghostbusters titles sell well so um so that's that's good news but uh yeah i mean uh hopefully these uh hopefully these creators can come back and and tell more stories uh or or hopefully other storytellers because i know there are a lot of people that want to get their hands on these characters uh you know hopefully they get their opportunities too but Um, so at any rate, we didn't, we didn't really dive too much into analyzing four and five. We sort of talked again. What are you talking about?
1: uh, We kind of super did.
0: (laughs) Not, not on the level of like, okay, in this panel. (laughs) That's true. We didn't really get down to that
1: nitty gritty. I have one complaint about five and that's the Aaron's, uh, uh, suit on the cover. Oh yeah, that is, uh, that's kind of weird. I don't, I don't like it when... (laughs) I can't see what they were doing, but they just dropped in like that uh, plaid print, but then didn't take into account that it would not be the same orientation. Throughout. Like it's, it's just universal up and down the whole outfit. It,
0: it doesn't it, move with the fabric or
1: anything. Take it, a couple of yeah. minutes to just tilt it a little bit, you know, for the skirt or for an arm. Just a little. Just a little so my brain doesn't instantly go, like, we're humans. We have pattern recognition brains. So when you do stuff like that, well, you immediately go,
0: Oh, well, it looks flat. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's mm. very str- I mean, it, mm. it, the whole thing is very
0: proportionally weird because she's holding a beaker. That's like the entire size of her torso too. I'm like, well, Oh, all right. That's weird. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, Kevin shows up. We didn't even talk about Kevin, uh, oh, yeah. showing up at the end of the issue, uh, to, to save the day. Basically. Um,
1: he got his moment.
0: He got his moment. Uh, he called them, what did he call them? Peanut beams. I forget what it is.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, protein, 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 beans.
0: protein beams. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: No beans, protein beans. Yeah. Beans. <laughs> I knew it was something ridiculous.
0: Eat proton beans. That's what it was. Protein uh, beans. Um, protein beans. But yeah, I mean, uh, Kevin showing up in a suit. He feels like he's a Ghostbuster. That was a fun moment. Um, but again, where did Kevin go? I, 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 I honestly, when he showed up, I was like, oh yeah, Kevin. It was, like, <laughs> it was it's, it's. Uh, I just, I wish that there was more time. I wish that there were more pages. I wish that they had a lot of of breathing
1: room that they didn't really have. But um, yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, given the sales too, I mean, again, it just becomes a magic spreadsheet. Uh, IDW might be looking at it, going, "Well, there was no, there was no tail for an extra, extra bunch there." But, uh, but that, I think, like I said, it it was uh, a good sampling of information that I think there's a lot of opportunity now for IDW to go. Yeah, we'll see you next year. We'll do, uh, you know, oh, when was the last time you saw a square bound? Like a perfect bound oh, do one of those
0: yeah it's been a while yeah
1: Dude, give us a perfect bound answer to the call i'll i'll read that That's... yeah
0: i would in a heartbeat absolutely so um so yeah go go pick it up uh, we want to hear from you guys what did you think of the series as a whole uh, hit up hit up the uh, voicemail let us know especially now that you've you've read issues 1 through 5 and have gotten a, a full this this is the answer the call sequel I, I feel like this is what we'll be getting you know for those characters so uh how did you feel uh, feel free to call me out for being a jerk. It's, it's okay. I, I can take it, but, uh, we want to hear from you guys. What did you think? Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go go stoppers. Stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again.
1: We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Is dead. Um, no kidding. Just Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional trip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to
0: get back close again. What the hell are you doing?
1: If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC.
0: That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. <laughs> Alright Chris, well to uh bring this one to a close here, I I feel I feel remiss. I should have done this before we told people to jump off uh, for the the answer the call spoilers, but uh, we did get a lovely email from Sam Brandt of the Wisconsin Ghostbusters and he wanted us to pass along a message. So, uh, Before we get into the final thoughts, I just want to pass along Sam's uh, message here. He says, Hey guys, I just want to say thank you for your podcast. I discovered this about a year ago and I have been listening weekly ever since. As somebody who has an hour drive to work, I feel you man. This gives me something to really look forward to on Monday mornings. You guys are hilarious and I enjoy all of the news. Although my toy collection keeps growing due to your information. Again, I feel you, man. Uh, I'm reaching out to you because I'm a member of the Wisconsin Ghostbusters and I've organized a team for the Relay of Life for Sauk County in August. About two weeks after I set this up, my mom was diagnosed with cancer, making this very personal for me, so I am hoping to make this big and raise a lot of money for this event. Can you please help by letting people on your podcast know we are looking for donations and teammates to help raise money. Teammates do not need to be present at the relay race to raise the money. A local comic book artist is also donating a Ghostbuster commission for us to give away. Anyone who donates will be eligible to win that commission, and we are going to do the drawing live on Facebook at The Relay. Any help is appreciated, and thank you in advance, Sam." So yes, Sam, we we would love to help you out. Uh, please go to Facebook, look up the Wisconsin Ghostbusters. Uh, Sam has a great video that he's posted. Uh, talking about the relay race uh, with a link for where you can donate and help them out. Uh, This, I mean, we, we did say that we were going to do our uh, hashtag last of the petty cash. cash. So I feel like this is a worthy cause of your uh, May last of the petty cash. Go give them a buck, give them two bucks, three bucks, whatever you can afford. But uh, that's, that's a good hashtag last of the petty cash. Uh, But don't,
1: don't jump out. Don't say, uh, why bother if all you got is a buck, but you honestly can do the buck, do, do the buck, do the buck. Yeah. Do the buck. Uh, the idea is that we all agree to at least do a buck.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's help these guys out. And especially because this is very personal to Sam. Um, you know, that that's, that's usually how life deals those cards to you where, you know, you, you do something for leukemia and then your grandfather is diagnosed. That's, that's what happened for me. And it yeah. was just, Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. So, uh, so best of luck to the Wisconsin Ghostbusters with their Relay for Life. If you are out there and you want us to help you boost the signal on something that you are doing, please, again, reach us through email or voicemail. We're, we're here for you guys, and uh, we want to help you. So uh, Wisconsin post Ghostbusters.
1: It, uh, post it on Twitter and use the hashtag. Yeah, um,
0: hashtag yeah, last of the Petty Cash.
1: Even, I mean, that we'll see it that way, but it also means anybody clicking, let's make it a hashtag, yeah. like a proper hashtag. Just keep it going.
0: Let's keep, yeah. keep that uh, circulating. So, uh, all right, so best of luck to you guys. Uh, Chris, final thoughts. What do you got for this episode?
1: I was trying to find the numbers for uh, Answer the Call number one, and the no Ghostbusters sales listed for December of last year. Uh, um, was it? But November, huh. six titles. Care to guess what they are? Uh, 101... Actually, I, can, I can't see them all at once, so oh, okay. I may just have to read them to you. <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to say yeah. If because I, uh,
0: I, we were spoiled, we even talked about it in those episodes back then. We couldn't keep up because we had 101, the annual yeah. answer the call.
1: It's probably in there. Uh TMNT Ghostbusters two right number one, right. solid sales at just under 13 grand. That's really that's I a mean, that's, it, that's it, a
0: lot. Yeah, one
1: position was 155. Um. Who's next here? Oh, again, issue two came out. Uh, a little over 11 grand in sales. Like, title... Uh, if units. Did it all come out, like, weekly? It did come out, come out it weekly. It was, like,
0: weekly. There was just an onslaught of comics for a while there, which was not a bad thing, but at the same time, I was like, no. oh my god, now I know how the Star Wars a, fans feel.
1: There's a nice uh, progression. Like, you can kind of see the percent drop then, because... Uh, Issue 3 was uh, number 183. It had just a little under uh, 11,000. So that's three of the six. Next one. Oh, there's four at 187. So again, it's just a few down from the other one. At 10,750-ish. That's four. Five is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it all is uh, number 189. Again, just two down from 189. it. 189. So, I uh, uh, uh. so interesting. That, that means there's the plateau. So between yeah. issue four and five, it held steady at a little over 10,500. And then next, 506. Yeah, 101 uh, was at, yeah, Ghostbusters 101. Everyone answers the call at 20 bucks a pop. Five hundred eighty-two. So that's uh, yeah. That's the trade paperback. Right, yeah. Uh, sales there. Uh, f- so for that month... Uh, and then... Da, 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 da. Oh, and then it loops back up. Why are you telling me that 6 of 6 is number one again? You're lying to me. <laughs> Anyways. Um, anyway, that wasn't my final thought. My final thought was... Uh, we talked last time about the... The... What do you call it? The tournament... The round robin, the 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 rankings, the bracketing. Yes, yeah. For the real ghost pressers. Yeah, I found there's a number of sites online where you can they'll they'll just do it for you. Yeah. Oh, we can it do it. In, oh, that's and wonderful. And they will they will generate the, the you know the single elimination. <laughs> so I think we're gonna do it. I haven't <laughs> uh, I haven't quite right. figured out the methodology. Like I'm gonna do some thinking. I don't know like will I hit Metacritic, and I'll go by like, will I seed them in that way because you're supposed to be able to, yeah, you're supposed to be able to put them in because you know, in basketball, you're supposed to be able to say who's the head of the league and who's at the back of the league. And it'll, it'll put them together accordingly. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Based upon the yeah. one, one through eight or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And, and it, and it means then that I guess that, you know, uh, I don't know what it does. Then does that mean it, it puts the best against the worst, or is it, does it put worst against yeah, the next it's the worst? Play and you, playoff format know.
0: for sports, yeah, that's what ends it, up. Whatever, being, whatever yeah. it is, but
1: the point is, is I'm pretty sure then, because um, what I might do, because the other thing is, I was like, and I'll do it by seasons. Oh right, it doesn't have proper seasons. <laughs> um, so in the end, it may just be the world's biggest. Like I, th- I don't think there's any sport in the world that has you know 100 and, 40 giant battle royale yeah (laughs) but uh why not and then we'll um yeah we can start working through it um once i've got the giant sheet that everybody can look at and then we can just hit like (laughs) because at that point we can go on our social medias and put up the the vote thing right like we can put a twitter poll for you know the two that are square last couple yeah exactly and then we can start we can start penciling it in as they as they as well, the like 70 on one side, winnow in to take on the 70 on the other side until they're head-to-head, and we'll have a we'll have a top 10. Yeah, by, by
0: this time next year for the anniversary, we'll have our top, <laughs> top 10. <laughs> <laughs> 200 enter, one leaves. Well, uh,
1: hey, that's the other thing, too. If, um, if I feel like I have some time and energy, I can always just... Uh... <sighs> try to look for multiple sources of because there's a lot of like tvlistings.com and Metacritic and IMDB has its own episode ranking thing like when a show has episodes the episodes have and I'm not saying they're all right but I think if I start combining a bunch of them together you start to get that uh, it offsets the uh, the non-blind um, returns a yeah. little bit Yeah. so if I start mashing together the top whatever 30 of uh from multiple multiple ranking sites uh, if I can then synthesize those together yeah.
0: then we might have a it.
1: decent top you know top 20 to work from come up with
0: our animated battle royale yeah uh, we'll have to come up with a better name for it the uh, the cross rip- Chaos. I don't know. <laughs> Our marketing team will get on that right away and we'll figure out something. We can we can print off some t shirts, it'll be wonderful. We'll do it.
1: Saturday morning raw.
0: Saturday morning raw. <laughs> yeah. Every every show has to have their walk on music.
1: Uh oh yeah. But uh, Well it's the same one as the Ghostbusters theme song over and over. Oh, yeah, exactly. It, it, oh,
0: yeah. You can't have that, I had that. I had
1: that. <laughs> it's either that they all get a different uh Tahiti song.
0: Yes. Oh <laughs> like yeah, there we go. At least when we get to our whatever it is, the top eight or top ten. Um,
1: uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, I don't know. Other, to a little degree, I mean, I'm not. This is this is not me. I'm not. I'm not throwing Ghostbusters over the side or anything. But boy, certainly these days, a lot of this stuff feels a lot like uh, fiddling while Rome burns. But. Uh, it might be fun. I think yeah. I, I kind of. The more I think about, it, I'm like, yeah, yeah let's it's do just, it. It's,
0: it's a good distraction. It's a it's a needed it's, distraction.
1: Yeah. It could be. If nothing else, it's just never really been done. We we we, you know, we're all familiar with the the cartoon. We all have our favorite episodes. You know, it's just it's kind of never been. Uh, but, 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 but not structured, although that is one term for it. Formalized, I yeah, guess, I mean, is a good People had way to look
0: conversations out. ad nauseum yeah. on social media, and well before social media, and um, and I yeah. still,
1: I still, I still think like we do this. Our top five will be pretty standard to everybody, like or even the top ten. But I kind of want to see you know, what the, what the, the, the tail is on it, right? Like, yeah, I mean, and part of me actually really does want to do like a hall of 140. Cause I not only want to figure out what the top 25 is. I want to know what the bottom 25 is, right? Like, what do we all, <laughs> what if we all come together and agree <laughs> as a group, the entire are the 25 words, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, and that's, that's another thing I have to factor in. Like, do I, <laughs> like when they started calling slimer and the real ghostbusters, do I set those aside a yeah,
0: count yeah I
1: kind of I kind of or not count I just do I do them do I treat them separate right I think I might have to just because um they they were they were yeah they're markedly different by that point like the way they approach not just the slimer portion but
0: and there are a few fun episodes in there there a yeah. couple there's a handful yeah. But,
1: uh, I don't know. all right. We require some thinking. Well, we'd love to hear everybody's feedback. Yeah, too. I was going to say
0: get ready because WrestleMania Real Ghostbusters is coming your, <laughs> coming <laughs> your way, coming to your town. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody out there again, uh, encouraging you because we have heard from a, a couple of people who have have chimed in with their favorite episodes or what their, their preferred format for this battle royale will be. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're open to, as, as you can hear, we don't have anything formalized yet. So we're open to your thoughts and feedback and, and suggestions. So hit, hit us up, email, voicemail, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, social media. There's a million ways to reach us. So, uh, hit us up, let us know. And, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun when this actually gets going. Uh, all right. Okay. Until next week, we are running long. So I'm going to end it here, but, uh, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net.
1: Hey, used to be one of my two favorite shows. Let me guess, Gozer was no study. Everything you're doing is bad.
0: I just want to let you know
1: that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
0: Next week, though, here was Pets. Weird.